In a world where Gen X women are literally trying to understand menopause and just survive out here, and Jesus must be the center of everything we do so we don't end up in jail, we want to reserve a place where we can address our hot flashes and most definitely everything the Holy Ghost has laid on our hearts all at the same time. I'm Michelle. I'm Elena. So So come on, let's talk about it. So, um, first off, thank you everybody for joining us again. Hot flashes and Holy Ghost. Boom. Yes. (laughs) So excited. And we're sitting here laughing (laughs) about my hair because I was like, my hair is like, hey girl. And I don't mean like, hey girl. I mean, it's like, hey, (laughs) which, (laughs) which led me to want (laughs) to. Ask, and we probably need to do some research on it, but does menopause change? Yes. <laughs> Your hair? Yes, it does. Um, I'm going to start making wigs with all of mine that falls out. Girl, and um, I have very little. I don't have a lot either, and, it, and my hair is very long. But it's very thin, and people are like, "Oh, your hair's so pretty," and, and it is. But it's it's very thin, and you I know, um, menopause causes your hair to fall out more than usual. Like research says, oh, you lose a hundred strands a day, and then blah blah blah. I lose a thousand, and um, for real, yeah. So, uh, and my husband will tell you, it, I mean, the bathroom is bad, girl. Um, I have my own. The Swiffer is just for the bathroom. There's a Swiffer. That's just <laughs> <for> the bathroom. <laughs> Y'all, the struggle is real just for the bathroom. I feel like we start every podcast off with a little bit of menopause humor, but that yeah. this is like real life for us. Guys. It's it's yeah, it's rough times. It, it, <laughs> rough times. <laughs> I feel like that's that, um, no exaggeration. Somebody at church that I was like, oh, it's got a hair piece. And I'm like, she went to this special shop and it was only this much money. And the amount of money was ridiculous. Now, granted, you couldn't tell, but it was a hair piece. Right. And um, I, I thought, I could retire early. <laughs> I could right. just take all my hair that's falling oh. out, make hair pieces for people. Yes. And sell them. <laughs> With that, combine what I dig out of the drain. <laughs> I could retire next month. Like, I mean, I'll be set. Anyway, when can we get that? <laughs> when can we get that site to go live, girl? Because I need to order one. <laughs> girl, my hair is like non-existent. And if it's not teased, and then it looks like, hey. And then I'm like, I can't even take my grandkids to Old McDonald Farm because if I walk by the wrong pen, they make <laughs> they might think it's feeding time and be like not on my hair, right? It's like a life or death. It's like risky, girl. It's risky. You know, we have a we have a church friend, and if she watches this, she's probably going to be so embarrassed. But mm. she's a good sport, and we always. Um, I'll say pick on her, but it's, it's in love. It's not to be mean because she's really very beautiful and she is our age and she looks like a princess all the time, like a Disney princess and her hair is curled. I know you know who I'm talking about. Uh, Her hair is always curled perfectly. Her name might be start with an N and end with a Cole. (laughs) Her last name might start with a J and end with a Johnson. But we don't want to say no names. We love you, Nicole. Really. <laughs> but um, I, we have a picture of you on our vanity, and we're like, Lord, <laughs> please. <laughs> her, your, her hair is beautiful. How do I look like that? that? Is, it's beautiful, and the it's always curled and so yes. in play. And I'm like, 
I know she wakes up looking like that because she really is a very beautiful person inside and out, not just business. You know, she sleeps with her windows open and like little the birds, birds come to the windows and we always they pick out her it. clothes. <laughs> like little, <laughs> little mice, cute ones, not the ugly ones, but like little cute ones that got little hats and little shirts on. They go over oh. and warm her, her curling iron up for her and... <laughs> She always looks so, yes, she always looks so put together and yeah. her hair's always We are not so making fun of you. No, we are know not. This. She knows this. We are not. We got to lay our jealousy and envy at yes. the altar every day. We're being funny, but she really is very a very is. beautiful person. Inside and, and out. Inside and out. Yes. And her hair is always so pretty and so, and she's yeah. outraged. And I'm like, yeah. why isn't her hair falling out? Like, like my hair's falling out. Yeah. And what happened to me? She can go a whole <laughs> service and her hair's still curled. All of it. Meanwhile, I got up an hour early to curl my hair mm. and it just looks like I slept in a, in a tornado. <laughs> No, girl. Anyway, real. the struggle is real, but it's going to be okay. We're going to make it do it. We're it is. We just are. dry shampoo is your friend. Yes. Lots of it. Or I keep that company in business. I have a, a to-go thing in my personal. Jesus. <laughs> God, ain't been, God ain't letting me there yet. <laughs> my husband opened the console in the car the other day, and he's like, what is this? I said, it's a Listerine and dry shampoo. Shut that back. Hey, hard times. <laughs> desperate times call for desperate measures. Just travel everywhere. I need you to understand. <laughs> Because the vitamins you take during menopause causes your mouth to be funky. And so oh. more than usual, you didn't know that. There's a little tidbit for you. I haven't got there yet, but thank and you. And all the men watching are just shaking their head right now. Yeah. Listen, okay. men, you can learn some valuable insight to this because if your wife is not already there, she's going to get there. Yeah. And so just take note of this. Yes. And you'll know about when to start seeking the Lord further and more and, and our first advice is to have a strong prayer life <laughs> and praying and just yes because lock away all the way our husbands can we'll have them on one day and they can share their menopausal yeah. husbandry wisdom their survival <laughs> survival guys <laughs> i'm just saying yeah i'm just saying anyway well um it is exciting. Yes. I say that every time we do an episode, but, but it, it, is it really is. It, it really is. Super exciting. So anyhow, <laughs> um, well, I, I, we'll just get right into it. The, the, I've already talked to you a little bit about, um, what, what I guess God dropped into my spirit. It kind of builds a little bit, a little bit on the first episode when you talked about Rahab. Um, oh, I want to. I want to go back and, and kind of recap that there was a tidbit that we talked about. I mean, there was a lot we talked about, yeah. but there was a piece that we talked about in reference to Rahab. And we were talking about when she walked away from that whole experience and that situation, what kind of woman did she become? Mm, yeah. Know? I remember that. What kind of mom did she become? What kind of grandmother did she become? Yeah. Um, and, and if I'm being honest, uh, it, I did. I started doing some research, mainly because I was fact checking myself. This is this is how I happened upon this whole this whole um, whole not theory but topic. So I was fact checking myself because I got real excited in that episode, and I said something, and I was like, "Ooh, I hope that was right." <laughs> and so I went. I got my Bible. I, I got Sister Google. And I started going back and forth and I was looking here, I was looking there, looking here. I was, I was just making sure, yeah. girl, making sure. <laughs> and so in the midst of doing that, I came across Ruth's name. 
And it wasn't really like it was like, ooh, Ruth, I haven't heard that story before. Um, because I have, you know, right. uh, I'm sure there's people that have not heard the story of Ruth and that's okay. But I have heard the story of Ruth. Yeah. Ruth was actually a story that my grandma started telling me at a young age because she, she always told me be a Ruth. And I didn't really know what that meant. She would tell me, you know, don't settle, wait for your Boaz. Yes. She would say. Matter yes. of fact, I'm pretty sure that was in my vows whenever I got married. <laughs> but, um, so I know the story of Ruth and, um, I opened my Bible and I was just looking at the story and began to read just the first chapter. And, and I, I just, it was like the chapter came alive to me in a way that it never has before. And if you've never read Ruth, read it. It's a Absolutely. short book. It's, it's only a few chapters, but it's a phenomenal story. And, um, I began to just look at the story differently just because of that one chapter. And I'll just get into it. The, yes. the, I, I went back and I was reading and we know that, um, we know that Ruth starts out where they have left Bethlehem because there's a famine and they've got to go and find provision. And, and in talking to my uncle, uh, we were, he was pointing out to me that the reason Bethlehem, which means the house of bread, yes. the reason that they were fighting a famine at that time was because they had turned away from God. So yes. that God's provision was no longer on the land. Well, right. Elimelech and Naomi, they leave, they, they go to find provision and they end up in Moab. And after they get to Moab, uh, the way the story goes is Elimelech, he dies yes. and leaves Naomi as a widow and she has these two sons mm -hmm. and um, these two sons end up getting married. They marry to Moabite woman. They marry Orpah and Ruth and they're married to these women for 10 years. And, and after 10 years, they pass away. Now the story doesn't tell us how they pass away. They, it just says that after 10 years, both of these sons died. So I don't know if it was an accident. I don't know what happened, but they, Naomi lost both of her sons. These two girls lost their husbands. Um, after 10 years of being married. So it, it moves into a place where Naomi's grieving, but in the midst of her grief, she's heard, she's heard that Bethlehem that, that that's being restored, that God is, is restoring it, restoring his people. And um, I think it's, I think that's relevant to the story because the whole reason Naomi, I believe was wanting to go back to her people. I think, well, I think it was for multiple reasons, but because here she was, she was a widow. Now she's lost both of her sons. She's got two daughter-in-laws and she is now, I guess, technically would be considered somewhat of the head of the family. Um, and she is trying to figure out what to do, but I think that she had a heart for God and here she was, she wanted to go back to where the blessings of Jehovah, where they were falling. And so she makes this decision that I'm going to go back to my people. I'm going to go back to what I know. And um, she begins to tell her daughter-in-laws, hey, there's no reason for you to go back with me. This is not your people. I understand. Yeah. Uh, she says, go back to your mother. Matter of fact, uh, it, it says in here that she tells both of them specifically, go back to your mothers. Mm -hmm. um, go remarry. Move on with your life. Uh, I'm too old. I'm never going to bear any more sons. There's absolutely no reason for you to follow me. 
And the scripture says that Orpah kissed her goodbye and she went. But Ruth, it says she clave to Naomi. And clave here describes how Ruth fastened herself to Naomi. She clung to Naomi. She was basically, in so many words, refusing to walk away from her. And we know that. We've heard, we've heard this. Sure. But as I was reading through that scripture, and then I moved on, it was described in such a radical way because it says, Ruth said, entreat me not to leave thee mm. or to return from following after thee. Mm -hmm. For whither thou goest, I will go. And where thou lodgest, I will lodge. Thy people shall be my people and thy God, my God. Where thou diest, will I die. And there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me. And more also, if aught but death part thee in me. And when she saw that she was steadfastly minded, when Naomi saw that Ruth was not given in, yeah. she said nothing more. She didn't fight her. Yeah. She didn't argue with her. Now, mind you, this isn't a time where Naomi taking Ruth back with her, Ruth was kind of a liability because Ruth was going back to her people and she had to find provision for herself. Yeah. So not only was she going back, not only was she going back to try to find a way to feed herself, but now she had another mouth to feed. Not only was yeah. she going back to try to find lodging for herself, mm. now she had to find it for someone else. It wasn't just her. Right. She's dragging this daughter-in-law that is not even really a daughter-in-law anymore, right? And the radicalness of Ruth just hit me in a way that it had never hit me before. And the reason was is because I was trying to figure out what happened in those 10 years of marriage? Ruth was raised as a Moabite. Mm -hmm. She knew the Moabite way. We know that growing up in Moab meant that there was false gods. Yes. We knew that it, there was a lot of idolatry, a lot of wickedness, a lot of sexual immorality. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't, it doesn't tell us how she was raised, but we know through the culture she was You're raised right. in, what she very clearly was probably exposed subjected to. to or exposed mm -hmm. to, correct? And so my mind just went to what happened in that 10-year period that she lived with this man, that she was married to this man, and she watched him and his mother. What did she see them practice? What sacrifices did they make in front of her? What wow. prayers did they pray in front of her? What, um, what God... Did they talk about in front of her? Mm. What traditions and what um, what did they bring with them from Bethlehem that stuck to their life in such a way that in comparison to her life up until she married, she was able to look at and say, that might be the easy choice. Going back to my mom, looking yeah. at Naomi and thinking into herself, yeah, that's my mom. That I have known her my whole life, obviously. That is my culture. I have known that my whole life. But when I walked away from that and, and I got, I was able to experience this, even though it was just 10 years, Mama. what did I, what did she experience in that 10 years that in that moment of decision that she was willing to make that unlikely choice to say, I'm not going to go to what I knew. I'm not going to go backwards. I'm not going to mm. go to what may seem easy. I'm not going to go back to the traditions that I know or the people that I know. I want this. And I don't know what this means. Right. I don't know 
I don't know what it means to go to Bethlehem. I don't know what it means to be with your people. I don't even, she, she doesn't even say my God. She says, your God will be my God. So it's almost as if she's still making that proclamation of I'm not there yet, but I will do it. Will. You know, yeah. it, it, you're, she's still identifying God as Naomi's God and not her own. But however, she's saying, just let me go with you. Just yeah. don't bid me to stay with you so that I can know what this is about. Mm. And it couldn't have been an easy decision. Surely not. Because, well, we know she had, she, at the very least, she had a mother that was alive. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, Naomi wouldn't have said, go back to your mom. Right. So at the very least, she left a mother behind. But what was it about that exposure to that life, to this woman of God, to Naomi? I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't tell us who Naomi was during that time. But I just have a hard time believing that there wasn't something. There wasn't some kind of substance. There wasn't, mm. or, you know what I'm saying? Yes. To, substance to what they practice, yes. substance to their routine. There wasn't some kind of um, deep feeling that she was exposed to during that time that's that's leading her to say so radically, look, where yeah. you go, I want to go. Yeah. Uh, where you lodge, I, where you, wherever you lay your head, yeah. I will lay my head. Uh, you know, your people, I don't know them. I don't yeah. know what they're about. But they'll be my they'll people. Be my people. Your God yeah. that you've known forever, that will be my God. And then it says, where you die, I will die. That's huge. Wow. That's huge. And, and as, I, as I started thinking about that and I started thinking about those unlikely choices, those times when we are in a position where it is oftentimes, hmm. oftentimes, so easy to say, well, this is the easy choice. Mm. Yeah. This is the choice that makes sense. It doesn't even have to be a sinful choice. No. You know, in Ruth's situation, going back would have meant going back to a life of idolatry and going back to a life that was obviously woven with wickedness. And, and, and you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That was a situation there. But I started thinking, how many times are we presented with a choice to make, um, you know, uh, it, look at ministry, uh, when God is pushing us into something, pushing us into the unknown and it's not something we're comfortable with or, or witnessing or, uh, a Bible study. I mean, I'm just being very basic here, Yeah. but stepping out of our comfort zone as even as a woman standing up and being a voice for the broken. Right. Um, I knew, I don't know about you, but I knew, when I came out of uh, addiction, I knew at that time that God, re- God called me to recover loudly. Yeah. Does that make sense? Uh, yes, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> my story is obviously very different than Ruth's. Um, <laughs> I had the luxury of being raised in the truth. You know that. I had yeah. the luxury of knowing God, got the Holy Ghost, was baptized at a young age. Uh, I, I feel like that was a luxury that was bestowed upon my life. However, uh, we know that bits and pieces of my story, I walked away from God uh, after a nasty divorce and just got involved in a lot of things I shouldn't have been involved in, you know? And I'm not going to go into all that. We, I think we've said it before at a later time, we'll probably go into our testimonies and stuff more. Sure. But I will say this, that 
in a moment where I thought that I was at the, I had gone too far. Yeah. Um, I do feel in a sense, and I think you can relate to this in that moment where we were at the end of the rope in our addiction. And I don't know about you, but I knew it was either, it was either turn, it was either turn to God or die. Or like die that's right literally there. where I Absolutely. was. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. And so it was that unlikely choice. It may not seem like it mm. should be the unlikely choice because the, on this side of things, we're like, well, duh, you yeah. Know, yeah, you know, but in that, moment, in that moment we were wasted. Yeah. And I don't mean wasted in a intoxicated and inebriated no. that too, Maybe so. But, yeah. but I'm saying that our life was wasted yeah. and we had listened to the enemy tell us so much. Hopeless. Yes. There is no hope. There is no coming back from this. No, you've done a minister, uh, <laughs> going back, even stepping foot back into a in, church. Yeah. I was going to say, even going back to church yeah. or, or even, even talking to God or approaching God in any kind of way, right. almost felt like sacrilege. Yeah. I mean, it did to me. Absolutely. Terrifying. And I remember thinking, um, God, if you'll just let me live. Yeah. And, and, and just be sane. I, I, that's all I, I'm okay with. That. Right. I mean, I really didn't No, for and, real. And, and that was a sort of a prayer in that moment, but I was just saying, if you'll, if you'll just help me get out of this for sure, I couldn't even picture going back to church no. or being not that I didn't want to. I just couldn't picture God mm. allowing me to do that. No. And I know that sounds uh, silly to some people, but that's reality. But that's where I was, and yeah. I couldn't imagine God accepting me back yeah. after everything I had done. Yeah. So to choose Him in that moment. Yeah. And I don't even necessarily know that it was really about choosing Him in that moment as much as it was choosing something that it's almost like in our minds it was the only thing that offered a solution. We didn't know what that meant at the time. Right. We didn't know. We just knew that we were going to have to fight our way literally yeah, out of hell. For sure. And that was coming from an addiction perspective, coming from someone lost in addiction, looking at it from that angle. That was the unlikely choice because Absolutely. we had not made that choice no. <laughs> so far. And that's why we were where we were. Absolutely. And so that was a hard choice to make. So I look at, at my life now. And I think how often do I have opportunity arise and I don't take it because I'm like, mm, I'm not made for that. Or <laughs> that's not me. Or, um, it's, it, it's easy for us to label ourselves and put ourselves in a box and think I can't choose that. Or I can't walk in that direction. Mm -hmm. I'm no blah, 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 blah. You start calling yeah. out names, the you know, yeah. I'm no this person or that person. And so you start thinking, um, I'll just stay in what's comfortable. Yeah. I'll just stay in what, what I know. Yeah. I'll stay in what I know. And so when we stay in that place and that place isn't necessarily, like I said earlier, earlier, a sinful place, no. but it's a place of complacency and it's a place of, it's I can predict what's going to happen. I don't have to worry about, there's no stepping out of the boat, walking on no. any kind of stormy water No, because we gonna make sure that the boat we in is in the <laughs> bank. Like it, it's, it's tied. Yeah. We're not even it's going tied down. We're not going out in it. We, we, <laughs> We ain't even gonna. It's, it's on the water a little, but we, we ain't. That's as far as it's gonna go. It ain't gonna go any further. You know, I can I can predict what happens here. Sure, I know how God operates in here. Oh, yeah. I, I can you know I can control what happens in here. So I would rather make this choice than walk into something that I don't know. And so I would as I 
just kind of stewed over that decision that she made. It wasn't just about making a decision, but I mean, that radical dogmatic decision that she made to say, uh, uh, yeah, I'm not going back there. Yeah. You're going to have to, you're literally going to have to pry me from you. Yeah. I'm going to cling to you uh -huh. so tight that you, you're going to know I want to go with you. Yeah. You know, you're going to know yeah. that I want to be where you go. You're going to know that I want to, to leave all of this and forsake all of this, forsake my family, forsake my tradition, forsake my culture, all of it. Because I've had enough of this. I've tasted enough uh, of yeah. this to say, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I want more. I want more of this. Mm. And that blew me away. Yeah. Because I've never ever, yes, I've read the story. Yes, I knew sure. that she did all this. But I don't think until I read it in that moment that it stood out to me the way it did of how insistent she was to walk away from everything she knew and say, mm -mm. no. Ah, word. Well, well, yeah, and because you, just like you said, you're you're going somewhere you've never been. She's not, Bethlehem is foreign to her. Yeah. She, everything about it's foreign to her. Mm -hmm. um, they were homeless. Mm -hmm. uh, they did not have jobs. No. They did not have income. No. They did not, there was no provision there. No. Nothing. But I can go back home and I don't have to worry about anything. Exactly. My family's waiting there. Exactly. Somebody's going to give me a roof to put over my head. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have food. I'm going to have basic, the basic things that I need. But if I go with you, I don't know what's going to happen. I've got nothing. And not only that, but when they went back, they went to obviously Naomi's people. We know that, um, we know that Boaz was, obviously they were related yeah. because at the time uh you could go and glean those fields and i didn't know ex i knew i knew but i didn't know what gleaning meant but gleaning meant that after they get done after their people get done going through the fields and yeah. taking what they want you get the scraps you get the scraps you get what's falling on the ground yeah. you get what they missed you get and so we know the story goes that ruth went out and she gleaned these fields to, for provision yeah, for food for her and naomi Absolutely. and then that's when she crossed paths with boaz and we know that he found favor in her and we know the whole romance and and what happened there yeah. but it just it goes a little step further because her choice didn't just her choice didn't just take her here mm -hmm. it wasn't just it wasn't just um a change of address. No. It was a change in a future, in a lineage, in mm. who she became. Because we obviously know she married Boaz. Yes. And who was Boaz's mom? <laughs> right? I called you the day and I was like, oh my this God. blew me away. Boaz's mom was Rahab. Yes. <laughs> And we sat there and we talked about that story. We yes. talked about the keeper of the cord and who she was and what that meant, how that had to have changed her Affected life, her future, yeah. yes, and who she became—not just as a woman, but a, a woman of God and, yes. and a mother and a grandmother. And she, you know, she was probably a fireball. But here she was. She has a son named Boaz, and Boaz ends up being married to Ruth, a woman who has abandoned all of this. To go into the unknown, meets this man, and she ends up with a mother-in-law like Rahab? <laughs> Can you imagine? I was blown away. I, listen, I'm still blown away by that. And if, if, if y'all knew that, then that's awesome. 
great you more religious. Are you 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 more Bible savvy than us? Okay? No, we did not know that. And I have been stewing on that since you told me. It blew my mind yeah. because I'm all you know on Rahab and her story, and uh, you know she was a prostitute and this whole thing, and and I was like, yes, God, you know, and it was great. But then you added this element to it, and I thought, my Lord, yeah. What what a testimony! Yeah. What a story! What 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 a lineage and a legacy! Right. And it started with a prostitute. Yeah. And and if she had, if Ruth had not made this choice, it would have disconnected her from the possibility of being with Rahab, joining her like that. And then we know that from from uh, Ruth came. Obed and from Obed came Jesse and Jesse fathered yes. David. Yes. And you start thinking about that line, line. that line of, of that lineage and that bloodline. And, and you can even go as far as to research into the story. And you want to start talking about the unlikely choice and how our choices matter and, mm. and, and how everything we do intricately works into who we become, not just as women of God, but people of God. I don't want to think, I don't want any men watching to think that right. it doesn't apply to you either because we all come into Absolutely. these places where we got to make the unlikely choice. But here Ruth is, she made this un unlikely choice. But if we look at Orpah, Orpah mm. made the easy choice. Sure. Orpah went back to her people. Orpah went, and then if you, if you study it, um, it will, you can study it. And I, I, it's, it's, I believe in the, I'm going to say it wrong. It's the Babylonian Talbad or I'm going to say it wrong. I'm going to say it wrong girl. Anyhow, it's historically, basically historic information. Yes. And if you look at her and her lineage, who was her son? Hmm. Her son was Goliath. <laughs> so you've got these two sister-in-laws yeah. who, <laughs> who had the same decision to make. Absolutely. The same decision. Do you ever wonder if Orpah sat back in her misery, in her defeat, in her destruction, because that, that's the life that she went back to. Yes, she so have you ever thought about Orpah sitting back? And I mean, obviously there wasn't social media, so she wasn't seeing Ruth brag about her life up on Facebook <laughs> right. or something. But um, I don't know how word traveled, but let's just say somehow or another, it got back to her about this life yeah. that Ruth had. Did she know? Did she, did she look at that and be like, man, I made the wrong decision. Yeah. I, I made the wrong choice that I, I made the easy choice because I thought this would be the easy life. This would, this was the likely yes. choice that I should make. But Ruth stepped out and she, mm -hmm. you know, she went cause Orpah was exposed to the same stuff, but it obviously didn't, it didn't affect her yeah. the way that it affected Ruth. So she went back, but you ever wonder if she looks at that and she's like, wow, what, I, I really messed up. <laughs> exactly. And, and she lost her because son. She had the same opportunity that yes. Ruth was afforded. Yes. But then she loses her son to the sword of Ruth's great grandson. <laughs> Tell me choices don't mm -hmm. matter. Yeah. Tell me when you're up against it and, mm. and you've got a decision to make that your choices don't matter. Oh, they matter. Yes, they matter. They matter for your kids. They matter oh. for your grandkids, for your great, great grandchildren. Yes. And so the unlikely choice may not always be the easy choice. It may not always be the one that seems like, Oh yeah, that's what I should do. Yeah. But 
if it's the one that leads you away from complacency, it's, if it's the one that leads you obviously away from sin, but I'm talking about in a spiritual walk, when God says, I want a little uh, more from you. Yeah. You know, we talked before about that praise that costs something. If, if Mary had walked into her room looking for us, looking for something to give Jesus and she had just given the little bit, what would have happened from that story? Mm -hmm. But she instead went in and said, looking around, what do I have to give? She made the unlikely choice and said, I'm going to give that. The best thing. It don't make sense. Yeah. Because I'm not a rich lady. Yeah. It don't make sense, but I'm going to give that. I don't know what's going to come of it. Ah. I don't know what I'm going to get out of it. I don't even know if he's going to accept it, but that is the best that I have. And so I'm willing to do the, I'm do, willing to walk into the unknown, into the place that I'm not going to understand or know what the outcome is going to be up front. But there's something about that. There's something about him. There's something about the mm. savior that says, Michelle, I want more from you. Yeah. Elena, step out of your comfort zone. Go. This is my, listen to my voice. And, yeah. and you know what I'm saying? Those yes. deep places, those Walk. places that they're not always going to lead us to comfortable places. He never said that he'd be a lamp unto our feet and a light into my path because I'm going to make it all easy for you. No, no. no he just said, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you the next step. Yeah. I'm a light up the next step. If you'll trust me, then it, it'll, something will come of it. Yeah. There's some, there'll be a reward. There'll be a lineage. There'll be a lesson. There'll yeah. be something that builds you. And that, that thing that builds you is going to build your kids and it's going to build your grandkids and it's going to build your home. And it, we, we, um, just started reading Proverbs and there was a scripture in Proverbs that says good judgment. It's 13 and 15. It says good judgment wins favor that the way of the unfaithful leads to their destruction. And it made me think of this story because in a moment like that, where our judgment matters, hmm. I want to be a Ruth. Yeah. I want to be, <laughs> I want to be a Leah. I want to be a Rahab. I want to be an Esther. I want to be one of these women that says, mm, I could take the easy, the road. easy road. I could be yeah. an Orpah mm -hmm. and I could go back. I could step back into what seems um, to be easy. Yeah. But a logical choice. I've had too much. I've tasted too much mm. of how good God is that I just feel like there's something more for me over here. I just mm. feel like if I will say it's all or nothing, it's, it's yeah. God lead me into this place. Take me into this spot. Let me see your goodness from a different perspective, from your perspective, not mm. mine, because we said it earlier, our perspective will, it, it, it's not that it, it's not that it takes us into a ditch, but our perspective limits God to what he can do. Absolutely. And so I don't want to be that. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't want to be, it, it stirred me. Like it, it stirred me. And I started thinking about already in my life. I mean, I'll raise my hand and I'll admit it right now. There have been times in my life where God has said, okay, Michelle, step out of the boat. Yeah. I, <laughs> you're preaching to me. There's a storm going on around yeah. you, but step out of the boat. Step out. It don't make sense. It don't make sense. People are drowning all around you. Yeah. But step out. I told you to step out of the boat. Walk to me. Focus on me. Don't pay attention to the wind. Don't pay attention to the waves. Just walk to me. Yeah. And it, it I've been in those situations in my life where I've been like, mm, uh, I don't know about that. I don't know. I'm yeah. real good where I'm at. Yeah. Uh, I teach and, and I sing on the praise team and I tell people about Jesus. Yeah. And, um, what, what you mean? What you mean you want me to do more Bible studies? Mentor. What? You want me to knock on my neighbor's door? What you mean? What? Mm? 
What you mean I'm standing in line at the grocery store and God says, tell oh. that woman that yeah. I'm going to heal her. Yeah. What? Uh, I ain't never done that before. Yeah. What you mean? What? Do you, yeah. what? You know? And, and I will say that I am, I have been guilty of walking away from those radical places yeah. and said, mm, that's not God, that's you not got the wrong me. one. Yeah. That's not, I'm not, that, that's not who I am. Mm. I was talking to someone last night. No, it was two nights ago. And she said, I was asking her, I said, how's it going? Uh, you still living for God? And she said, I'm trying. Mm. And I said, girl, you come from too much to be trying. Right. <laughs> too much. She's an amazing person, an amazing person. She's been through it in her life. And she said, I'm trying. And I said, oh, honey, we living in a day where we, we just can't. It got to yeah. be more than trying. You got it. There's no excuses. Yeah. There's no excuses. Yeah. And she said, but I just don't feel like I have anything left to give. I don't feel mm -hmm. like I don't feel like I'm a nobody. But if I, I told her, I said, if we only understood that when God, he makes the unlikely choices in us, mm. he always has. Yes. Look at Moses. Yes. Look at, look, 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 Peter was a fisherman. He did not look down and be like, oh, he is a great orator. No, he, he, he stammers and stutters. <laughs> you know, he was a God that did that. He would make the unlikely choices right. in us. And so I, I was telling her, I said, he doesn't look at us and say, because of who Elena is, this is what I can do. No. He looks at us and he says, because of what I can do through Elena, I know that this can happen. And thank God he doesn't because. Right. Oh my word. It, it, it's, it's that unlikely choice. He is, I, I feel like he has taught us over and over again, that choice that just doesn't make sense. And it just moved me. It moved me because we don't live in a world right now where we can take for granted not even one thing, not even half a thing, not no. even a tiny, not tiny, a tiny thing. Um, you know, you and I have been talking lately and, and I felt like a, a couple weeks ago that in prayer, it was like God was urging me to, to feel this. It's no longer time to prepare. It's time. No, we're in the middle. We're, of it. we're, it's time to war. It's yeah. time to battle. And we talked about that. And yeah. I feel that in every aspect is, is, um, you know, we've had enough time to prepare. Yeah, preparation is to, over. Yes. It's time to war. It's time to get serious. Right. It's time to. And so when I read this, I thought, dear God, I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be that person that sits around and makes the easy decisions. Mm. I want to be that person that says, no, this don't make sense, but I feel God's voice I here. I, I'm, I want to be so in tune with his voice. Like pastor said, I want to be so in tune with his voice that I'm, I'm hearing that he's saying, just go this way and I'll make provision. Just go this way and I'll give you the fields to glean. Just go this way and there will be a husband or provision. Boaz, or, yes. You know, figuratively speaking, I have a husband. But, <laughs> uh, and, and I'm just going to close with that because that's, that is, to me, that is, and you, you can, you can follow it up with your thoughts and stuff on it. But that is, I felt like it just blew up in my face whenever I read the story because I was like, God, I've had so I've had such an amazing relationship with you and yeah. you've given so much and I've seen so much. Oh. Um, whatever she saw in those 10 years, I know without a shadow of a doubt I've seen. God has surrounded me with people that are phenomenal people. Yes. I have I have an uncle that's a phenomenal preacher yes. and, and and just man of God and his wife, my aunt, my mother. Mm -hmm. 
I've got people in my life that I'm surrounded with you. I know that God has brought me to this place. This, our pastor, his wife, yes. um, these people that God has surrounded me with in my life. It's just like, sometimes I sit in awe and I don't, I don't understand <laughs> how I ended up here, I, I know. but I, I just know that I want this to be a time where I'm stepping out and I'm saying, God, I'll, I'm willing. I'm willing yeah. to make that unlikely choice. I don't want to sit here and fiddle my thumbs and think, oh, we're just preparing. Yeah. No, I want a war. Uh, yeah. I want something to shake me. I want something to wake me up. You know, I want something to to change things for me. I don't want to be in the normal. I don't no. want to just flow. And, and I want to be this woman that says, hey, uh, to another woman, you're struggling. Let's yeah. let's pray. Come on, let's do this. Let's battle. Yeah. Let's war. Exactly. Let's do this. You're sick. You got a diagnosis. You don't want. It, it, I, I get yeah. it. Let's do it. Let's battle. Let's Absolutely. war. Let's let's. I I want to be so bold and radical that I say, look, God, where you go, I I'm go. Gonna go. Where you lodge, Ooh. I lodge. Where you that. lay your head, I'm gonna lay your head. Lay my head. Yes. You are my God. Yes. You know where you end, I want to end. Yes. I, I, whatever you're doing, I want it to be what I'm doing. Yes, I, that's what I want. Ooh. I want an anointing that matters. Mm. I want a sacrifice that matters. Our choices matter, girl. It just my, shook me, Mama. Ooh, it shook me. I, we have in church, and and yeah, we were having real we church, y'all. Yeah. And hey, we gonna pass an offering plate. <laughs> We ain't got no cash yet, but we're going to post it on the comments. <laughs> oh, Lord. You know, I, I when you begin to tell me the little tidbits that you had, and, and I got so excited. And I ran to the bathroom, and I told my husband, and, and you know, and I'm, I'm talking not into nothing and just going, and he's like, just slow down. What are you saying? You know, and I'm just pumped up. And, and I got to thinking about that because I, I knew that we would have this, this recording, you know, and record this episode. And I, I got to thinking and I thought, my Lord, did Naomi even know the impact she was having? Mm. Did she know? Mm. You know, we, we don't, like you said, we don't know what she shared and what her family shared and, and what her sons, what she had poured into them and how her and her husband had raised them. We don't know what mm -hmm. kind of minute. And, and I'm not being... Um, any kind of way, but we all know that if you've got more than one child, no two children are alive. Right. So we don't know what her son's personalities or what their their right. spirituality was or sure. what their walk was. We don't know. No. But what had she put into them or to the one that Ruth was married to? Right. And then what had she poured into Ruth unknowingly or knowingly that caused Ruth to say, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. So I don't know what happens. I'm not going anywhere. Right. And and so then that caused me to think, what am I doing? Yeah. What am what am I allowing God to put into me that I can pour into someone else? Mm. Him him being the the one that gives it and pours it. I'm, I'm nobody. But but what's coming out of me on my daughters, my granddaughters, my grandsons, and my nieces, my nephew. What is coming out of me that is affecting them to where they're going to say, oh, I'm, I'm not going anywhere. This is what I'm doing. This is where I'm going. I'm right. not going to leave. Right. I'm not going to forsake because there's something here yeah. that I got a taste of yeah. and I'm not turning it loose. Nope. And so then the Lord may come back or I may die before I ever get to see the fruit of it 
And I would imagine that by the time David got there and the and the the war ha the fight happened, Ruth was probably long in the grave. Yeah. So we may never live to see the end result, but oh, what a story! What a testimony! Exactly. What what a, a triumph! What a legacy! That's what I want. Yeah. A that's, choice that led that's to a That's what king. I want. That led to the king that was a man after God's own heart yeah. and, and stood face to face with a Goliath yeah. and said, bring it. Yeah. I ain't afraid of you. I'm not afraid of you because I know who I serve. Yeah. I know the God, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. I know I the stories am. from my great grandma. Yes. She told me. Yes. I know. You, you know, you don't I, know I've, what I've, I've had people praying over yes. me. I've, I've heard my great grandma on her knees yes. pray. I've, I've yes. heard stories of my great great grandmother Rahab, yes. and I know what they I went know through. What I came from, and and so I want my children to yeah. say, "Oh, but you don't know my mama. Mm -hmm. You don't know how my mama can pray." Exactly, and, and and I want my grandbabies to say, "Oh, you." My Lala's told me stories. Mm -hmm. My Lala comes. This is what she comes from. For sure, this is what God did for her. For sure. So I know that I know. That and he's going to do it for me. And I know that this is it. And I know, and I'm not going to turn this loose. And and your grandbabies and your children, you know, that's the kind of legacy and the kind of anointing and, and where we have to walk. Absolutely. That's where I want to walk. Absolutely. My, my, my. Whew. Absolutely. I just, it stirred me. It stirred me. I'm not going to lie. I was shouting all over my living room. <laughs> you had me shouting. I was going to sit on my couch and, and with the fire, I had the fireplace going with a little leisurely. <laughs> And I got to listening to that and I come up off that couch quick and I was pacing back and forth and I was winning there and I come back and I'm like, my husband, I know he blessed his heart. Mm. Y'all need to pray for our husbands yes. because we're a lot to yes, deal with. Yes, we are. But no, I, I'm, man, this is one of those things that, that it, it's, you, you keep studying it for a while and you keep, there's God so keeps many showing moving you more parts. and more. And more. There's yeah. so many moving parts yeah, this is because we can stay comfortable in our pews. We can stay comfortable even in our ministries. We can stay comfortable in all these things that are functional and sure. routine. But dear God, I don't want to be that. Uh-uh. I don't want to be that. No. I want, I want different. The unlikely choice. Yep. I want, yes. I want to choose the unlikely thing that says step out. Yeah. And trust me. Ooh. Go. Yes. Go. Hallelujah. Well, we uh, love you guys. Yes. Thank we you for thank joining you for us. watching us and tune in for more. Yes. <laughs> yes. More craziness. Yes. <laughs> but we do appreciate your support and we thank y'all for tuning in. Absolutely. And be blessed. Be blessed. Yes.